Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It is 105 at Edmonton, hour number two of Oilers Now, brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. No need to spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient location in Digitex.ca. Digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology, software, IT, and supplies. In the next 24 minutes, we're going to talk to one guy who's won the Stanley Cup, and another guy who just signed himself a five-year contract extension. We've got Jay Bomeister as well as Jordan Everly coming up as we head off to our River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, and I think he still has his voice left. Uh, Edmonton Area Product finally claims the big prize after 16 years in the NHL. We welcome back to the show from the Stanley Cup champion, St. Louis Blues, Jay Bomeister. Jay, how are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, In your wildest dreams, back in December, did you think this was going to be possible? Uh, I don't think anybody thought this was going to be possible. I think a lot of guys were kind of wondering where they'd be playing at the end of the year, uh, back in December. But, um, you know, the turnaround, and everyone kind of knows the story by now, but it's... uh, uh, it was a pretty pretty wild ride, but it was amazing how it turned out. Uh, for you personally, coming over the you know the hip injury, you know, 15 years into your NHL career, for a lot of guys, a lot of younger guys, guys that are how old are you now, Jay? Uh, Thirty? What are you? Thirty four? Thirty five now? Yeah, thirty five. Thirty five. I mean, for guys that are twenty five, Jay, it takes them nine months to a year to get over that sort of hip issue. Um, you just wanted to get yourself right, but I know you were. I think it was late November. You might have been a scratch. Were you one of those guys wondering where you were pending UFA, where you might be finishing the season? Uh, yeah, I think we had a few guys that was going through their mind. Um, for me, on a personal level, I I was. I was pretty confident if I could get healthy, I could help a team, uh, whether it be St. Louis or someone else. And um, yeah, that's exactly what it was. I just needed more time, and 
once we kind of got over the hump uh, personally and as a team, it was kind of funny because it all kind of seemed to happen around the same time, right around New Year's, a um, little bit before. Um, yeah, everything just kind of, everyone got comfortable. I think once once we sort of started playing better and we still didn't, weren't really getting the results until end of January and into February, but we were really playing better and uh, you know, we saw some light at the end of the tunnel and if we just kept going, we knew that we could probably make the playoffs, um, and from there nowadays, I mean, it's anything can happen. So. As as we saw, yeah. Now uh, a couple things happened early in the new year. You got paired with uh, Colton Pareko after playing a lot with Alex Petrangelo over the years, and then Jordan Bennington. I mean, Jordan Bennington told people, Jay. He told players in the league last year at a at a, at a wedding that if he didn't make it to the NHL this year he might shut it down. And, you know, here's a guy that comes up, he plays unbelievable, and then you play with Pareko, and Pareko emerges as a first-pairing defenseman. I mean, did you see that in Colton's game, and did you see it in Bennington's game? Uh, well, first off, with Benner, I mean, nobody nobody really was sure what was going on when they when they brought him up. They, they waved Chad Johnson, who was their backup goalie, um, and you know, Benner was kind of this unknown commodity. Like the year before, they'd basically gotten rid of him. He wasn't in their plans. They'd, you know, they didn't have anywhere for him to play, and he ended up getting loaned to Providence, which is Boston's farm team. And um, turns out he had a really good year last year. And I think um, coming back this year, even into camp, you know, he wasn't even on the radar. I don't think so uh, for us players, anyways. When he got hold up we were all kind of like oh man what's going on here this is like the, maybe the the first little message they're sending to us but okay this is the first move there might be a lot more um but it didn't take long to realize that he was a really good goalie and uh you know right from his first game i think he got a shutout in philadelphia uh it just seemed like every game that he played he just he didn't falter. I think everyone was just kind of waiting for it to fall off. And, um, you know, a rookie goalie is going to have bumps in the road and that sort of thing. But he just, from day one till the end of the season, he didn't change. He was just this calm, kind of steadying influence back there. And uh, it really helped, I think, just give our whole team confidence. Um, and then with, with Pareko, I mean, he's he's a guy I think you know, he's six six, he can skate, he's got this moving shot and yet he still kinda of flies under the radar a little bit where people don't I think appreciate really how good he is. Um, you know, he's not a fifty, sixty point guy yet, I don't think, in the league, but uh, you know, given the right circumstances, he's a guy that doesn't really play a lot on our power play. Um you know, so the numbers might not jump out at just someone who's looking at that, but when you watch him play and when you play with him um, you realize what a dominant force he is. Um, you know, when I look at defensemen, he's he's to me the prototypical defenseman because he's a he's great defensively. He doesn't have any breakdowns. He's huge. He takes up so much room, um, and then he he can move the puck. He can skate the puck out of trouble, and he just he does everything so well. So when we got paired together, it was. Uh, I think it just it, it kind of worked. We kind of I don't know. We've always gotten along. Uh, when he came to St. Louis, he's a, another Edmonton guy, and I always you know tried to you know just 
take them under your wing, but, you know, look out for them and try to teach them some things off the ice that I've learned throughout my career. And he's, he's a great kid. He listens. He's just, he, he wants to be the best that he can and do what's right for the team and all that. And, um, I'm just super happy for him because I think through this run, he really started getting some recognition that he deserves, um, you know, from people outside of, of St. Louis who don't see us play all the time. Um, but to me, he's, He's right up there, I think, with some of the best, you know, best in the league. We're joined by Jay Bowmeister, Stanley Cup champion from the St. Louis Blues. Jay, the resiliency your team showed, uh, a couple clear illustrations. Uh, the blown call against the San Jose Sharks, as well as losing at home, game six of the Stanley Cup final, decisively to Boston, and yet bouncing back and winning in Boston. Is there something that your group collectively had? Was it something that the coaching staff brought? What do you think it was that enabled you guys to ride out the uh, bad times and and overcome them and and get the ultimate good time? Yeah, I think it's... a common theme, probably, if you, you talk to any team that wins at the end of the year, you, they'd go through all sorts of different adversities and ups and downs. And I really believe that what we went through at the start of the year kind of prepared for us and all those things that happened throughout the playoffs. Um, I think what it taught us was uh, when Craig Ruby took over as coach, he, he really just simplified things for us. I think when you look back at the start of our year, we there was a lot of excitement. There was a lot of new faces, guys that, um, you know, you looked on paper and you thought, wow, yeah, we should have a really good team. But sometimes it takes a while for guys to uh, to find out where they fit within your lineup and, and get comfortable. And uh, I think that was a big part of it at the start of the year where we were just kind of searching for not only new guys to find where they fit, but sometimes when you bring new guys in, um, other guys might get bumped into a different role, and sometimes it you know takes a while for guys to accept that and really maybe appreciate uh, what that role can provide to the team. Um, and once we kind of got that, Chief was really good at just we were in a real bad spot, but he kind of instilled that we don't need to look back. We just all we can control is you know what we're going to do, how hard we're going to work, and. And if we play well enough, we'd we'd get the wins and climb back into things. So I think when we made the playoffs or through our playoffs, we had that call against San Jose and 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 things like that. We were really good at just getting over it. Like you you can't do anything about it. Nobody's going to change anything. So uh, you know, I think it made the series two one. You know, it's so it's not the end of the world, and you win the next game, and it's kind of a fresh start. So. Um, you know, in playoffs, things get kind of blown up by media and things like that. But if you can just, you know, everyone says, that, stay within yourself and not look too far ahead. Um, that's really the truth. And then uh, the game six against Boston coming back here, there was, I think guys were a little distracted. Um, yeah. You know, we didn't have anyone who had won a cup before. And we came back to St. Louis and it was like, you know, bedlam around here. People have been waiting 50 years for a cup and you know when we were driving to the rink and you saw all these people outside and it was just they were they were ready to party and I think it kind of maybe guys lost a little bit of focus there and then uh, obviously we got spanked pretty good but again we regrouped we just uh, right after that game we just I think we really moved beyond it and when we went back to Boston we had a practice the day before 
and it was just everybody was focused and he i think i left the rink that day just with a really good feeling because by that point in the season and you just have so much trust within your team that i i knew that a, well everyone knew that a game seven there's not going to be a lot of penalties and for us five on five we felt really comfortable in that series um so i think we were confident we've been really good on the road uh, throughout the year and in the playoffs and um that was that was kind of our happy place there's just no distractions and we go out and do what we do all right, uh, Jay, uh, one final quick question, because I have Jordan Everly on the other line. As you know, he just signed a five-year contract extension. Very quickly, what did it mean to you to have Alex Petrangelo hand you that Stanley Cup, the first guy other than a captain uh, to get a hoist the Stanley Cup uh, with the uh, passing of the baton there? Uh, it was cool. It was, you know, you wait a long time, you go through your career, and there's certain points where you you wonder if you'll ever get to that point and um you know from a personal standpoint with petro we've been through a lot we've played together you know i've been here seven years i think we've you know we've probably played a good five years together as a pair and uh we're good friends and and everything else but i you know it's great to do it you have family there and you're and a lot of things running through your head but uh, in that moment you're just so happy for your teammates and uh, you know that everyone's going to get it. So, uh, yeah, it's an honor. It's great to get it first. But you're you're more than happy to pass it down the line because you know that everybody uh, everybody plays a huge part in it. Get back to the party, and Jay, thanks for your time. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Bob. All right. See you later. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.